Welcome to the Turnbuckles Podcast. I'm John Reinman. I was a fill in Mercy the Buzzard, and I got Triple H to throw Jimmy Fallon through his desk. I'm Julie Harrison Harney, and I was a former WWE Monday Night Raw writer, and I was the one who pitched the robotic spider for Eric Rowan's cage. I am so, so sorry. And I'm Tommy Rico. I am a stand up comedian who has also been at a Japanese steakhouse watching The Undertaker eat in person and sat on an exercise bike next to the Macho Man's Randy Savage, also on an exercise bike, in full Macho Man Randy Savage costume at the gym. And that's all really cool, but you know what else is cool? Jumping into the Raw Recap on the Turnbuckles Podcast. Let's do it. Raw Recap. So, uh, first of all, man, a lot of commentators on this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something Full Julie desk. and I. Full desk. Remember that scene in Naked Gun where they it's Dick Enberg and like 17 people? Ouch. Like them in the thing? Like, that's what it felt like. Well, and they for... added more as the show went they on. They did. Yeah, they did. I think Bill Walton was there at one point talking about Jerry Garcia. <laughs> Um, so that was my first note uh, that I saw. And it was also like, I felt bad for, uh, like Corey, like he just looked like the guy that got to Thanksgiving last. I think it was Corey that was just way over at the end of the table. <laughs> like Somehow it was like, you couldn't hear him. Well, it's perfect but- timing because he's usually wearing the Thanksgiving day, uh, centerpiece as a suit, which is nice. <laughs> That's uh Tommy Rico. Yes. Uh, Corey. Tommy Rico is the man who said that. He, he uh, lives out in California. He'd love to see you. He's um, just been cleared to wrestle, too. So Yeah, I know. Actually, yeah. I have a question for you, for you guys. Um, how how long ago did they start? I, I When I was there, I noticed that on a few premium pay-per-views is what they were called. Now they're premium live events or whatever they refer to them as now. They they have it in many different languages. You know, they they go through and they show all of the announcers and, mm-hmm. and all the different languages of the product. How long has WWE been doing that for? Do you guys know? Oh, gosh, forever. As long yeah, as they I have. Like, okay, okay. Well, like, yeah, that was a big thing, like, from when I was a kid. Like, it kind of started, like, I would say, what, Tom, like, early, mid-90s that they started going yeah, around doing that? Yeah, they always had the, uh, the Spanish announce table as a centerpiece, mostly because it's a prop that they're going to use later uh, when they put someone through it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they would almost always introduce on on uh, premium live events, formerly pay-per-views, PLEs, if, if you will. Uh, they they <laughs> always had at least the Spanish announce ta- team. But now they're, they're seeming to an- announce every announced team from around the globe. Like, yeah, they I don't are. Even know how, they do. Th- I think that's how they're filling the front row now. That's, <laughs> it's just the announced teams. I think it's just to freak out Michael Hayes. Uh, but anyway... Um, at the beginning of the show, we open with uh, Brock Lesnar. Yes. Brock yes. Lesnar comes out. He opens the show, he being Brock. And Brock Lesnar is um, dressing interestingly uh, these days. And yeah. Yeah, his night, wardrobe uh, was brought to you this week by the North Face, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. It, it, he, he comes out wearing um, all black with a red beard and a black cowboy hat. So it's about time a WWE superstar used that look. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, monster um, pop, like that's an Austin rock level pop in 2022. So he's one of the only guys that can get that. And it was awesome to watch. But also nice gentleman Brock doffing uh, said cap to the crowd, which is in yeah. stark contrast to uh, psycho Brock tearing up the green room and making Roman's car uh, mining it with a pickaxe. If you, <laughs> It's really quite amazing because it's like. Yeah, I really am expecting, like, does Brock uh, speak French next week? Two weeks from now, is he going to play the accordion? Like, it's just there's all of a sudden this this great depth to Brock Lesnar. And it's like people say Brock does what he does. It's pretty amazing, though. I'd, He's I'd making it work. 
Like it's he's a lot right now, and he's making it all work. He is. He cuts a promo talking about uh, man. He really he took us for a ride on this promo. He took us all over the place. He took us uh, to Suplex City, and then we we were at the carnival with him for a little while. That was nice. Uh, he describes a he describes a championship belt story. He says he's going to tell you a story about a championship belt meeting another championship belt and having a baby. Uh, that's how my dad gave me the sex talk. So, um, <laughs> interestingly enough, also at a carnival, and um, <laughs> we were in we were at the Ferris wheel, but not in different cars. He had to yell shout at me, but um, I thought that was kind of interesting. But uh, do. <laughs> Do we think Brock just went into business for himself there? Or was that like, we're, I think he kind of did. Who's right? going to tell him no? Oh, no uh, one's going to tell him no. But I mean, like <laughs> that to me, like, um, I don't know. <laughs> I just can't see going into a meeting on four and being like, okay, so here's, here's what we're going to say. We're well, going to talk about a belt uh, doing it with another belt. Brock's Mr. McMahon, by the way, isn't terrible. Like, it's not nearly as good as yours, but not bad. And yet he still said it sucked. Like, he he come, he did, he yeah. pulled a Jim Gaffigan where he did the audience response to his bit as the audience. I respect yeah. that, though. Yeah. And um, so, so Brock comes out, and uh, you guys aren't going to believe this. He thinks he's going to win at WrestleMania. No, really? Um, the hell you say. Yeah, I know. And um, but right after that, the Miz comes out to cut a promo. Uh, it's two promos to open the Go Home Monday Night Raw. That's fine because well, whenever before, whenever before I watch... we leave Brock though, there's one more thing. Oh yeah, sorry. It's uh, there was a moment where, and again, I don't know whether it's scripted. And as the show went on, it felt more and more like this might have been scripted because other people did the same thing. But he kind of sort of teased a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it's one of those things where, like, if that wasn't a scripted line, like, you got to under-promise and over-deliver, pal. Like, you can't... He mentioned Steve Austin in reference to yeah, having a match with him. And it's like, unless Stone Cold is actually going to have a run, that's like putting a false premise out there. So that's the only... But later on, other people did the same thing. So I'm wondering if they're setting yeah. it up for an actual run by Austin. I'll say this, and you're on to something there, is that, uh, and Julie, you can back me up here, is that uh, the chairman does not like to overpromise mm -hmm. and uh, under-deliver. That's a good catch, Tom. That's really yep. interesting. And also, it's like, man, how, yeah, that's a good point, because like, it would be kind of anticlimactic like, if it's just like he comes back for... But at the same time, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I just love the suspense. But you know something? It's to me. Here's a, here's the way I look at the Austin thing: is that it's the birthday cake at WrestleMania. You ever go to a birthday party and you have to pretend the cake's a secret for some dumb reason? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you go there and it's like every, the person knows it's their birthday, and then you go over to everyone. You're like, "Hey, what time are we doing the cake? Or is there what? Do they know about the cake?" And then the cake comes out, and they have to act surprised. Oh my God! You got me a cake, at my birthday party. That's for me. This... Yeah, exactly. Oh, can candles. Ah. Oh. So anyway, I feel like that's what uh, if he if whether or not Steve's gonna have a match at Mania. But I think in a good way because it's like, how, how are we gonna get to it? Is he gonna have is he gonna have tearaway jorts where he goes and then there's the, the trunks right underneath it? That'd be awesome. Probably would be on sale at the WWE shop the next day for eighty dollars. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, why not? Um, Sold out in less than yeah. a day, too. 
Well, I'd be buying them. So yeah, <laughs> um, I'm from New Hampshire. That's what we do. Um, it's hey man, as soon as it hits March 5th in New Hampshire, it's jorts season. Tearaway um, jorts. So tearaway jorts. I'd love yep. it. Well, Sad speaking thing of is, New Hampshire, we're we're about to talk about a New Hampshire haircut in uh, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> well, before we get there, we have uh, another promo right after Brock, though, and it's uh, the the Miz uh, before Dominic enters. Uh, the Miz comes out, uh, so we have back to back promos on the Go Home Raw. I don't know that I've seen that before. Don't mind it because whenever I watch football, I say just one coin toss. Um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, Miz comes out, and uh, he's there with uh, Logan Paul. Social media megastar. Okay, so yeah, everyone's Logan complaining Paul. about this. And, and uh, he's you, social media, YouTube megastar. Oh, they got a YouTube guy in there. Okay, so a thing that uh, Bruce Pritchard always brought up was, if you got a problem with an idea, you have a better idea. Okay, you better have an idea in your pocket you're willing to put out on the table. So I'm going to say to you guys, because everyone's been snarking at this. Okay, we're not going to get Logan Paul in there. What YouTube star are we putting in Jake, a match? Jake Paul. <laughs> okay, well, thanks. <laughs> the, if you could bottle the chemistry, the comedic chemistry of Julie and I, we've always had. I'm I was, say I was so ready for it. I'm sorry. I'm so ready. Uh, I'm going to say grape, grape, grape stomp lady. Because if she's still if she's still around after that, man, ain't nobody knocking her down. Lucille Ball? No, no. there. Do you ever see the lady? There's a YouTube clip of this poor woman. Oh, the doing vi- stomp. <laughs> wine stomp. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, Google wine stomp right now. <laughs> I'm no, gonna, and then I'm okay, do it, and then and then say some prayers for her because it's like it's not it's like laugh at it and then feel bad. Well, almost every human being has had the wind knocked out of them exactly in that fashion, <laughs> that like blow to the chest where you can't breathe and you need to and you think you're going to die. Hey, she can take the a noises bump. that you make. I, I could see that meeting. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Vince, uh, we got a uh, um, Logan. Uh, he can't go. He didn't get cleared, but we got the grape stomp lady. Can she bump? Fuck yeah, she can. Uh, <laughs> She's got the reel to prove it. That's right. <laughs> yep. Made of metal at this point. I don't know. Charlie and Charlie and his brother. I mean, they're biting fingers off. They're pretty tough. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, Miz removed. Uh, we saw it last week. There's a bunch of mask removing going on. And here's my question to you guys. When you remove a mask, do you immediately become governor of Florida? <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. That's the one that yeah, ends us. Yeah, I think so. That's getting cut. Um, anyway. <laughs> so good oh no as my parents live in florida so i i appreciate very hey, specific we like florida, it's where the florida it's humor. where the performance it's where the performance center it's is true. and, and it's the, true. You know, the t- that's where i lived a, for a good three months when uh the pandemic was happening we were that's right julie wrote for wwe during the pandemic i did i mean my goodness you're gonna be part of a documentary you know you're gonna be part of a documentary someday about that Maybe, maybe if, no, they, you will. if they remember I worked there. I was there for a, a long nine months. <laughs> a whole, well, beat me. a whole, whole nine, a whole nine months. It came to term with this, with this. You beat job. me and you beat Eric Bischoff, so you beat us both. Um, but um, no, that's well, something. The WWE Evil documentary is floating <gasps> out there now, so and excited. so they're doing so interviews good. with former writers. And yeah. I got to tell you guys, they missed you two. Uh, there, you would have been far more entertaining oh, than some I of would, them. I'll put that out in the universe right now. But I mean, I mean, I don't know how if I was there long. Well, I was there for a couple things. I was there for like the first SmackDown on Fox, and 
Yeah, we, I mean, like, that's a great thing about WWEs. Even if you're only there for, like, half a year or whatever it is. I think I had four months. And that I was a month that I was kind of remote. And then I was in the office for three more. And uh, something amazing does always happen. So there is that's always. You, you, you're never going to be there where it's like, oh, nothing happened during that time. There is always well, plus, something plus, you're in the belly of the beast. I mean, you're not. it's not like you're writing remotely from your home of Brock Lesnar we're in the belly of no kidding I'm sorry guys <laughs> the, again not the, the belly of the, the beast incarnate yeah and if everybody at the end of the show just goes to get the bottled comedic chemistry that we still <laughs> so Julie and I it's okay we've only worked at two different places together this is only our third job together and uh, we're, we're going to figure out how to be funny. It's true. At some point. It's true. I'm gonna, um, no, but I will say, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that um, about that evil, I did watch the first episode about, um, you'll never believe who it's about, Hulk Hogan. So I guess the person, Tom, who do you think's picking the order of these episodes? <laughs> that works for me, brother. Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, he's uh, doing it, he being Hulk. And <laughs> it's great. But the one part that I I can't believe I forgot about this because the two things I love more than anything in the world, and you know this about me, I love wrestling and I love late night comedy. Those are the, that's it. That is if that's the only TV I've watched consistently all through my life. <laughs> they don't really acknowledge it, but they show a couple clips. Did you remember that Jay Leno went over Hulk Hogan one time? Remember yes. That? Absolutely. Jay Leno wrestled and I think won, right? It was, him, it was Jay and Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page, right? I think he executed like a wrist lock or something. He like, got Hogan he, he in a hold, and, and Hogan, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like he hit a finisher or something. Like he, was, he didn't like do a splash off the top. I just like to picture Jay being like, "Yeah, it doesn't work for me," or just like you know to distract and be like, "Here's my question," and then he gets you in a hold, like the little. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out. He's wearing his mechanic pants and his like a, he looks like a volunteer fireman and he beats Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, and didn't so he so, wrestle with the band leader too? Like it was him. Oh, that's right. Kevin was there. Yep. Oh Kevin God. You think Kevin like, so do you think he was like, Hey God, you think I'm doing <laughs> wrist lock, Jay, <laughs> uh, just tagging everything he does. So to everyone out there that's like, man, this, uh, Johnny Knoxville thing's ridiculous. Look up, Go to the uh, go to the go to Peacock uh, and look up <laughs> Jay Leno and Hulk Hogan. Also, I'm I'm really excited to watch that series. The showrunner, yeah. Micah Brown, is phenomenal. He's he's a great filmmaker. So I'm I'm really excited oh, cool. to see how he tells the story. I'm pumped. Well, and I finally got to see Ed Kosky for the first time. Who's oh, entertaining? We, like he's oh, a smart I love guy. H. Uh, we love Ed and. Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe Ed's listening. Maybe not. I don't know. But I will say I didn't this. realize he was that young. Ed Kosky is, uh, uh, for people who don't know, so Ed Kosky is the is one of the senior writers of WWE. He's like, uh, I, he, when I was there, he's the head writer of SmackDown. Um, one of the funniest human beings I've ever met in my life. Um, so, um, you know, someday when uh, Mr. Pritchard's ready to pass the torch, I hope they get Ed Kosky. I think that'd be a fantastic uh, show somewhere. But to get back to the office... Uh, the next segment that I found particularly interesting, they're, they're at, Julie, they're at our old place of work. They're at the they headquarters. Are. Aren't, weren't they they're supposed East to move? Maine. Have they not moved yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. Because I, I was like, yet. that, that's still the same place. I know, I know. I don't think they moved. That entrance. Yeah. Um, well. It's going to take a team of experts to move that Tyrannosaurus Rex skull out of that office. So that's going to take six months. Well, first of all, that's no way to speak about Mr. McMahon. No. And I, I, 
I love the T-Rex. Oh, the thing. That thing on his wall. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Well, you've already <laughs> called out Cody, so I figured... By, by like, the oh, way, this... making his enemies this, I feel like so. this segment is my punishment for subjecting my wife on our anniversary to me recording a wrestling podcast is a long Seth Rollins segment. <laughs> that is what I hey, feel like. I hey. feel like that is my burden to bear for this. Hey, come on. Well, he enters, he, the man has style. He enters wearing a suit that best described as about 18 packs on swim trunks sewn together. Could be vineyard vines. Could be, could be. Uh, could also just be a tablecloth from the eighties. I don't know. I don't know how Seth is, is getting his clothes. Can any of us answer? What is Seth doing? Like, I, I really enjoy his work in the ring. What is this character? Like, I feel like somebody showed him Joker, and that person should be fired. Like, whoever that is. Because I think, like, he's doing a pastiche of Joker through his own lens, and it, it's just, it's so creatively all Doesn't over it the hurt place. After a, like, I mean, I just... The laugh's I, bad. It's but, like, just how bad. Is he, how is he not just, like, in the hospital for throat surgery at this point? <laughs> like that is the most painful looking la- like I'm just like oh my god like can you imagine that if like that's why if he, if he like got injured and was out for six months can you imagine that Julia like the injury report so you'd have like Elias ankle uh, of course you know Big E neck Seth laughing <laughs> yeah like, collapsed just, lung laughter collapsed, yeah funny bone d- dislocated <laughs> what's your what's your favorite version of Seth then yeah, like good point, Tom, Mr. Negative. You, yeah, bring something good to the table if you got I a better idea. I, I don't know that I have one. Like I re- I like him in Ugh. the ring. I think I think he's a great he's a great worker. <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah. his character has always been muddled and diluted and creatively like all over the place. Like I don't know what he's doing. I never know what he's doing. He's a great heel. He's better as a heel than a babyface, that is for sure. Uh, I feel like I liked the more. You didn't like intense... when he was a baby face and he said he was scared of the fiend? Because that's what baby faces do. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. You shake in terror. To, and, hey, then you get, hey, and then you get tackled by an audience hey, member. I got to make up for my smart. To, to, to Mr. McMahon's credit, um, I was just like, oh, what the hell? I was at that kind of that point, your WWE run. Where I was just like, whatever. And so I just pointed out, I said, why is he saying, why is he, Seth? You had to use real names. Uh, no pronouns. And I said, uh, why, why is our top baby face saying that he's frightened of anyone? And, um, then Vince came back and said, um, well, I mean, we can't, we can't say that, you know, if we don't do that, then our top heels and anybody. And it was kind of just like, a. it reminded me of just a, an argument with my dad where like, neither of us quite made sense. It just kind of <laughs> like, we just kind of, we both answered like without an answer, and then he's Vince McMahon, so it's like okay, and yeah. and to his credit, <laughs> the day after the Hell in the Cell pay per view, I was on home team, and uh, Vince, there weren't many of us on the home team; it was like four of us maybe. And Vince uh, just kind of looked at me, and he just went, "Whoa!" and winked at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! And I was like, well, "That's more than I got." I, my dad never gave me that. <laughs> It's like awesome. I never got yeah, I never got a like you were rest. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So Well, here's like, your here's your positivity. Yeah. If you need mm-hmm. positivity, it was also a Vince segment. So we can look at it as a Vince oh, McMahon segment. So hey, Julie, and that makes me happy. We've been texting each other since before this podcast even was a thing that we're just like, isn't it great seeing oh. Vince on TV again? Like it's just 
I think that, like, you know, he's done a couple of interviews lately, Vince, and he's been on TV more. But those segments, like the one with Seth, but especially the ones with Austin Theory, that's the real Vince. Like, that at least Julie and I got to, like, there's all, you know, everyone does these impressions of him, and I get it. People change over time. So they're probably coming at it from a perspective of 20, 25 years ago. But he kind of does just sit there and let you talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And then he's just like, why'd you do all that shit? And there's like a, there's kind of like a therapist that doesn't really want to see you vibe. To Vince. <laughs> and I love it. Like, it's just kind of like, and I guess he's just at the point where he's just like, what, why am I going to go on and on? They're going to keep running their mouth. So uh, Seth tap dances on the table. That's a real thing that happened. So to anyone that doesn't watch wrestling, because we, we know we have a lot of friends from thank you so much. We've heard from people in, in the comedy world and our, our family and um, various Dunkin' Donuts employees. Uh, they're all very excited for us. Um, but um, so this is a real thing that happened. A man went in wearing a Hawaiian shirt suit, laughed like the Joker, and, ta- and got up and danced on Vince McMahon's desk to get a match at WrestleMania. And it like worked for him. So for anyone out there that's looking like, hey, man, how do I finally get that raise? There, well, there's your goddamn answer. Is it going to be Cody? Right there. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, I I don't know. I got to be honest with you. It's going to be Diablo Cody. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Cody. It's going to be Cody from Step by Step. He's going to pull up in the van. Go, Whoa, Uncle Frank. <laughs> Is it going to be the robotic spider? <laughs> Should I go and was his name, should that was be his my name, return? That's was being inducted Cody? into the Hall of Fame this that year. That thing in, oh gosh. Hey, just throwing it out there, Ed. Uh, what if May Young's hand and the robotic spider? Just saying, next uh, anniversary show. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like it's going to be Cody. I don't think they're just going to go to Cody. I think it's either going to be like, and first of all, I want to make a rule on this show. We've all kind of agreed to this. We're not here to like, predict fantasy book whatever we're here to just mess around and uh as david letterman would say we're just playing grab ass that's all it is except unlike him we're not actually playing well you know um but you know it's uh we're just having fun here but i think a thing we maybe can agree on it doesn't really spoil too much is that i i you know i feel like there's gonna be uh a decoy i think it'll be someone before cody and you know who i think it's good you know what i someone's posted this and i was thinking it and I don't know if they'll do it, but man, how fun would it be if <laughs> Cody's the ultimate, you know, he's really coming out, but right before him, Shane McMahon comes out. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine Woo! that heat? And But but it's heat to a degree that I'd love it. I'd be like, oh, yes, that might cause a riot. But that might actually burn the, the stadium down. <laughs> imagine that imagine that Shane comes running out and gets in there, and then uh the chairman comes out and he goes, wait, 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 god damn it. He goes, I didn't give the match to you. And then Cody comes out. It kind of works. Would be, it would be he funny. Could some, he could be drop some hints like son of a wrestling legend, blah blah blah. And then you're all like, oh God, we got swerved to Shane's like, and he's like, but dad, you said about shut up, you know. <laughs> Uh, the rumors were, and I don't think this is true, that Shane got fired. I think he just went away for a while. Yeah, you can't like just fire a. It's like being he's in the family. He's in he's the, on the payroll. He's yeah. not in the office. That's it's like all when it someone is. says I mean, someone get fired from a band, and then you look at the content, they're all still getting all the money. But it's like, 
gosh, it's like, I just remember being like, it's gotta be rough. Like get anyone get fired by your dad. Like right now, like, ah, man, I got fired by my dad. Where, what are you going to do? Move in with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Shit. Didn't think this through. I smell a swerve coming, but I wonder if we're all like, okay, we've all talked about the possibility of the fiend being brought brought back Tom, you were so hot on the field what's going on here man i i want him back (laughs) you want him back too (sighs) but here's the thing instead of him coming in at the end of wrestlemania what if he's the what if he's the guy that comes into this match and then cody jumps into the end of wrestlemania and is injected immediately into the title chase i don't know i mean look man you know i love hey i love the fiend i love I love uh, Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. Wyndham Rotunda. Julie and I talk about how great that thing was all the time. Uh, it was so cool to get to be a part of a couple of those things, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Do you think it's, Do you think we're ready, or do you think that we have enough going on that they could, you know, kind of ho- hold Bray out for a little bit longer? Because, well, like, they the, keep, would the they fiend keep come talking back about when multiple announced? surprises. They continue to talk about multiple surprises. I would not so, put it past them. I think it's interesting that Bray did not um, sign with AEW, which we'll get to in a sec. For those of you yep. saying AEW, nope, not a root beer, not a car. It's another wrestling company. And uh, I think it's interesting that Bray didn't go there. Um, and I think it's awesome that Bray's um, making mo- Look, I taught a, uh, um, a short writing the short subject class uh, in the fall at uh, Emerson College, Boston, Massachusetts. Cheap plug, cheap pay. Um, But anyway, um, and we did a thing. We watched cinematic matches of WrestleMania from two years ago. We watched the the Boneyard match, which Mm. is widely acclaimed. Our generation loves the Boneyard match. And I thought it was such, it made me emotional. The way, like, when The Undertaker, like, I teared up at the end. Like, I was like, man, this isn't what we pictured but it's better like i was like this is like a perfect it's cool to see him alone like in his private moment and just that's it like like right literally right away you know and healthy and relatively healthy we know what uh uh, mr callaway went through but um showed him that and then i showed him the firefly funhouse match which i thought john cena right john with john cena and i thought they were gonna say what the hell is this crap because i mean you got to know a lot of stuff i even (laughs) i gave him an article like here's a list of references just no one read it like they were all like oh we'll get it and i'm like you guys are gonna hate you know they're just gonna get lost um there were i think 15 or 16 kids in the class unanimously and and to the point where i was like okay you don't have to hate it uh liked firefly funhouse much better than the boneyard match and I was just like, why? And it was just that generation gap. It felt like and YouTube. I was, it felt like I was watching well, yeah, a they YouTube said, video. I said to them, I go, how could you follow any? Like, they actually followed the story. And they picked out little, like, Easter eggs. And they're like, I bet this means that. And I was like, how the hell did you know that without watching wrestling? And they said, well, I mean, we're on TikTok all the time. We watch I Think You Should Leave all yeah. the time. That's our thing. It's like, can you get it in 30 seconds? You know? It's like, so, yeah, we picked it up right away. And, and if I was you like, don't well, get it, you just watch it again. And I was like, well, they all they kept on. why They became. So then I go, well, is it because of John Cena? And then everybody's in their written response, and we talked about it as a class, they were, like, floored by Bray Wyatt. They were like, they said, this guy, they said it. They said, this guy's the next movie star right here. I went, really? 
And they went, he's just like better. He's like, they're like, look, I watched some wrestling. I was, I've never seen anyone like this guy. I was gripped the whole, you know, captivated the whole time. And they and called the, it. And the fun thing. He is a movie star. The, he, the fun thing that I was going to say is that the, I think it was the, the very next week. Because I, I think it was the next week and it was our last week of classes. They announced that movie. So I sent him that. I put it up on the thing and everyone, oh, my God, no way. Like, I was like, yeah, there you go. So it was like, so having said that, hey, look, man, I miss Bray, but I'm in, I kind of want to see what he can do. Like, I just like, I, he's just so, there's something different. And Julie, did you ever get to be in the, like one of those shoots, Firefly Funhouse? No, no, I didn't. It is, it is amazing. It was an, am- an amazing experience. And uh, look, uh, there are so many. It would many be nice pro- if each of you were a puppet at one point. I was a puppet. In the fun. Yes. Uh, go look at the uh, MSG one from 19. I was. Uh, you were Mercy the budget, Buzzard, right? Mercy the Buzzard. That's right. And then I directed. I directed the one where he announced that he was he the WWE backstage and chant transformed the belt and everything. Sorry, title. Oh my gosh, I just have to, I have to pay ten dollars even though I don't work there anymore. Um, you're not. That's going to be the swear problems. jar for this podcast. Yes, every jar. time we call yeah. something a non WWE trademark, Vince will take it. Be like mm, ten bucks. Go get me a car. It were was... those pre-taped, John? Those were pre-taped. Those weren't live. The Fireflies were all pre-taped. Okay, but Bray would do it in a take. Wow. And he would do each. It was amazing. And uh, my last week there was, like, you know, like a going away present. Uh, I, I, Everyone knew I really, I just always had a good time with Bruce Pritchard. He's uh, just one of my favorite people in wrestling and just favorite people in general in entertainment. And he produced the Firefly Funhouse yeah. match as well, right? He, I believe so. But he was also still sort of running, you know, he was still running Firefly at the time. This was uh, late 19. And um, I'm there thinking I'm just helping Bruce. And all of a sudden, he just kind of hands up, you know, break him. I, I had to go get Bray, and he I spoke with him, and, you know, hey, kayfabe, you can't, I'm not going to say everything we talked about, because it did reveal some stuff about the business, but, um, you know, and by the way, I hate it when people kill that. We have so few things that we can really just love, so, no, like, just watch it and like it. Anyway, um, so I remember it was a kind of a long walk from Bray's dressing room to the set, and we just had a really nice conversation, and uh, we just talked about having, you know, our daughters, and and he was just, I found Bray to be such a, just a funny, and you know, man, maybe he's putting me on, maybe he just could, I mean, you know, hey, I'll take fake nice, as Ray Romano says, fake nice, still nice, um, but he was such a nice guy, so humble, and we get there, and um, he's, in, you know, he's in the the red sweater, and he's got, you know, the, I roll the puppets, everyone's lined up. And then uh, Bruce just goes, all right, John. And he just hands me everything, goes, take it away. I'm like, what? He goes, you're directing it. See you later. And that was like my surprise, like, goodbye thing. It was like, you're, you're going to direct a Firefly Funhouse. I'm like, what? And so then Bray looks at the script. And um, I don't know. I don't think Bray's, Bray had a writer, a really talented writer, that I don't think worked on this particular script. I think it was because uh, it was a last-minute thing. I don't know who wrote it. Bray didn't go for it. He just went, what? I wouldn't say any of this. So the two of us, it was just like a like a dream. Like you said, like the Macho Man thing. We just got together. Again, I barely know. I just met this guy. And we rewrote a Firefly Funhouse. And he was like, "Who? when is this going to be on? And I was like, so he's like, can you give me a joke for such and such? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And we like co-wrote it. And man, let me tell you, I've said this to Tom before. Um, 
you know, very lucky from where I went to college to getting to work with great comedians to getting to work in late night. Um, been around some fortunate to have been around and have met some great performers. I have never been more impressed in a shoot by a performer than by Bray Wyatt. It was truly amazing to watch when he, the yowie wowies. I mean, gosh, it's just like he, man, he works so hard at that. And so I don't know if the time's right. I hope there is a time and I hope it's in WWE. That's just what Thank I'm you saying. for making my argument for me as to why he should come back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but true. Tom, but it's, like, but it's one of the most compelling performers you, of our time. But Let's never see him again. Here's my, yes, but why would you do that? Why? Okay, so I'm going to use an ad. Why would you put the, the like the richest character in an Uber pool? You got all these other comebacks happening. You got you got Austin. You got Cody. Maybe you probably have a decoy for Cody. So why are you throwing? Uh, yeah, the you don't want to AEW it. You're right. You don't want to have too many debuts. It's stupendous, though. You (laughs) gotta go big when it's stupendous. Whoa, hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's come back to that. That's such a weird word that they're using. Something I've noticed about WWE is if you look at the stuff they've done the past year or two, they hint at what's going to happen in the taglines for the premium live events. For instance, you'll never see it coming. Roman Reigns came out of nowhere. Made the comeback. Stupendous. That's not a Vince McMahon word. That's not a Stone Cold word. That is a Bray word. So I'll I'll give you that. I feel like they should have gone for the fourth syllable and just called it stupendousness. I don't know why they skipped that. It doesn't fit on a hashtag. When some wildlife group out there says, hey, we're the stupendous foundation, then they'll have. Moving on. So this was a Julie ask. Yes, please. Thank Um, you. (laughs) So just for the record, anyone out there who likes to, oh, I'm not naming it, but likes to say how I only pitch comedy segments. Um, not true. I did not have this on my run now, but Julie requested this, the 24-7 uh, uh, title chase from last night. Why? What was big about this, Julie? Uh, two proposals, what? first of all. This is, this is absolutely huge. You've got two proposals in the span of, what are we what are we going to say 60 seconds which is wonderful um i actually screamed at my television kiss him and i think we need more of you know, that it's in, funny. in yeah, wrestling I, I well i did that during the oscars the other night <laughs> but but anyway but but the go on but then our our friend your friend you're friendly with him for real to this day our truth oh he's the, the best end. i just love that also he was he it was it was such a great great gag. He was close enough that he didn't really need the binoculars, yet he did have the binoculars to watch everything that's going down. It was just well, such a great gag that I was like, this is so wonderful. Our truth, I feel like, is not only an incredibly talented athlete and a musician, is one of the funniest comedians on the planet. So oh, I, he's I, great. I, yeah, so I wrote good. a couple art. I did write a couple art. Um. So our truth, that's our truth's wrestling name. Uh, Julie, what's his real name? Ron Killings. Right. So there you go. Walk, <laughs> Why would in, you want to use that no, name? Walked in one day. Who the fuck is this? My name's Ron Killings. Our mm, truth. I mean, it's a step up from K Quick. Let's be fair. Yeah, it is. But I mean, that Ron Killings is an amazing, it's an amazing name. Yep. That's ridiculous. Imagine if the guy that owns Wetzel's Pretzels. Signs signs the lease, gets the business, and goes, I've done it, and now I'm changing my last name to Davidson. (laughs) 
Welcome everyone to Davidson's Pretzel. Wouldn't it have gone with Wetzel? What are you talking? What are you talking about? I talked to the creative about this. This is gonna be Davidson's Pretzels, everybody. It rolls right off your tongue. Uh, speaking of things rolling off, uh, we had uh, a bit of a haircut that took place. <laughs> I didn't. Boy, Julie, would you ever go for this if you're a talent in the W? It's because um, all I'm gonna say. Well, here's what I'll say is. Um, a superstar uh, cut another superstar's hair off, and just man, would you go for this if you were a wrestler in the WWE? Do you want to tell, take us through, tell us what happened in this moment in the segment? Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, Becky threatened to cut off Bianca Belair's hair, and as we know, yes. And for those who are listening and are just becoming wrestling fans, it's like a weapon. Yes, yes, but it's a, it's a it's a big part of her character, her persona everything that she has. So, you know, we take out these comically large scissors and, and Becky is about to cut off her hair. Bianca Belair escapes. And then she, the baby face for a moment (laughs) contemplates if she should take advantage of Becky being down and cut off Becky's hair. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought they did a good job there. That contemplation of the, of the scissors, scissor camera, camera person did a great job (sighs) getting that moment. Um, and then, and then the, Bianca Belair decides to give in to her her heelish urges and cut off Becky's hair. I would say if if I were in in Becky's position, I would do that. I would get I would cut my hair. It's the it's the for me where I would be like, uh oh, is when you shave the head. That's when I would yes. be like, oh, I have to think about this for a second because like ultimately. You can get extensions. You get like there are so many workarounds for what you can do for it. And and truly, her haircut at the end just kind of looked like a, a '90s layers haircut for Becky. She it did. wasn't that bad. Bianca did a nice job. She really did. Re- like she 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 carefully cut the hair into a, a, like like layers. It, it was, was really- nice. I, I really I was just like oh this is a choice. That's okay. It was it was I- just a choice. Bianca got everything right in that segment. She like, can we just talk about how good she is? Oh, she's she, the best. she believes everything that she says, and she makes the audience believe her promo was very good. There was a little awkwardness in Becky's run-in, which I think actually only made it feel more like unplanned and authentic. I thought that even though it was clearly like kind of a, a weird spot, that they made it work. And then Becky, like Becky definitely did not go to the same acting coach that her husband Seth Rollins did. Becky is what? amazing. Who, her what? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Superstar coach, pal. Um, okay. So Becky Lynch, I, I'm just going to say up front, I was not a fan of the man run with her. Uh, <gasps> I didn't care for it. Really? So here's the thing. I love, I love her work in the ring. An amazing talent. But when they, so when she started running with that, the man gimmick, they started giving her milk toast baby face promos and they were garbled. And they, so I don't know whether it was the wording that was wrong or she just wasn't comfortable with it, but they were giving her, and she was this monster star and they're giving her these kind of mediocre promos and they're not working out. Her run as Big Time Bex is the best work she's ever done. She is amazing at it. She's a natural heel. Every time she touches the microphone, it's awesome. Every time she's in a segment, it's great. She sold this at the end. She she totally totally you know went psycho. The Shining at the end, and I loved it. Uh, this run that she's on is the best run she's ever been on, and I I love her as a natural heel. I hope that they keep her there. But she these two women are 
easily like that main event is easily as big as any of the other matches yeah. on the on the WrestleMania card. It's so good. Yeah. Well, two things I'd say to wrap that up are uh, I could maybe do without the graphic that gives me seizures. Um, <laughs> and uh, boy, just a tough week for women and their hair. Well, All but right. you know uh, what? Uh, <gasps> another thing they they really. <laughs> Can, can you top that, John. Tom? Be honest. Can, can you top that? No, I can't. I can't. All right, that's John. it. Yeah. All right, uh, everyone watch Monday Night Raw. That's Mondays at 8 on USA Network. That was our Raw recap. Raw recap. Kind of an interest, interesting... There's a thing I say to Tom all the time, and it's uh, life's a work, Chief. Meaning that, like, man, sometimes it's just like, what, how does this happen? How do these all these things line up? Um... Our first episode is coming out on the very same day, Julie, that our former boss, Mr. Paul Heyman, is going to be backstage because his client, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, is a guest on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. That's right. That's right. Just to give people an idea, though. Uh, so everyone's familiar, you know, with uh, everyone knows who Jimmy Fallon is, everybody on the tight show. But Paul Heyman, this gentleman that Julie and I work for, uh, an interesting fellow, I guess we would say. Uh, Julie, how might you describe uh, Paul Heyman? Oh, great question. He's if Billy Joel quit music to sell NFTs in the Delta Sky Club at LaGuardia Airport. Oh, interesting. Tom, do you have any? Uh, Paul Heyman's like the car salesman who knocks off two grand if you don't open the trunk. He kind of is. He's the guy who looks at Steve Harvey's suits and says, a million stripes isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion stripes. And um, Oh, shit. That so, was good. That was good, John. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm glad I got Stripes are slimming, yeah. John. Actually, wait, John. Didn't you, didn't you go to WrestleMania with I did. Jimmy? Yeah, I did. I didn't know. Well, okay, so... A fun thing is uh, people in wrestling, we all hear about like famous rib stories. And um, there's a little bit of that goes on in late night. So we knew we were going to Orlando. It was months in advance. And I saw that WrestleMania was going to be there. And I wrote a wrestling pilot with Jimmy for NBC. And I'm like, oh, so we're going to be going to WrestleMania. Month goes by. Don't hear anything. Another month goes by. Don't... Finally, we're there. We're, we're in Florida. And um, I have still not heard anything. I have friends going to see uh, NXT that night. Like a couple writers went to that. Uh, I had too much work to do. I couldn't go. So I'm just like, and then WrestleMania Sunday rolls around. Still nothing. So um, in the offices are kind of makeshift offices. And um, I know Jimmy's around. And it was one of those things where I was kind of like, How do you just kind of keep doing what you're doing. Just kind of stay in your office and just kind of keep an eye on him just for whatever reason. And I'm going around the corner, and then I, I finally, I make sure he sees me, he being Jimmy, putting on my backpack to walk out and go back to the hotel. And uh, he kind of stops, goes, oh, Ryan, I just have a quick question for you. I said, yeah. He goes, uh, hey, you, you want to go to WrestleMania tonight? And you can kind of see him starting to break. And I went, you know, yeah, I would, because, uh, and I bent down and I went, I'm, I am wearing the perfect socks, and I had my Undertaker socks on the whole day. And then he went, you son of a bitch. <laughs> He's like, you bastard. And I was like, I got you, man. Like, I was like, like I knew him, man. I knew what he was doing. I was like, so that was the longest prank he ever prayed up. That was like a six-month prank. He kept bringing it up. And I just was like, I know, I know what's going on here. So, yeah. Jimmy we loves a good bit. He loves a good bit. Yeah. Just, it's, that's one of my favorites. He loves a good bit. 
John, was, it must was, have been really tough wearing those Undertaker spot, uh, socks for the six months, by the way. I think that that's commitment <laughs> to the bit. And congratulations on it. It was just he tough was wearing them well in Florida. It's 95 and humid. Are you kidding me? Uh, Tommy's I think back, I saw that ladies sa- and gentlemen. Yes. Tommy is back. Yeah, they let me back in. I remember... <laughs> I remember everyone there was like, why are you wearing long pants? And like, I was like, just shut up. Like, I was like, I wouldn't because I was like, every, I, like I was start, starting to become clear. I was having a bit. But we went, uh, got to see the Hardys come back. Um, we got to talk to John Cena. It was when John Cena um, uh, proposed in the middle of the ring. Um, plans change, pal. I can relate. Um, but um, it was an amazing thing. And um, let's just say we went backstage and we started pitching some ideas to the undertaker and it got a little out of hand and uh <laughs> michael hayes still remembered <laughs> did the under years. did the undertaker start taping up his fists um he asked me to wrap it up he actually <laughs> quietly in his undertaker way and i had to be the one to kind of cut things short so it was the first time that like usually jimmy was the one giving me the eye like man stop we like you know and i was i that day i was i looked over at michael hayes and i was like oh god it's like we gotta go, but yeah, uh, check that out tonight. Uh, tonight's show, eleven thirty-five, NBC, and then uh, also check out our old friend Paul Heyman. Heck yeah, uh, on SmackDown on Friday nights. Friday night SmackDown at eight on Fox. We have another segment we'd like to move on to. Uh, people tuning in, that you're coming back to wrestling. There is another promotion. It's doing quite well. It's AEW All Elite Wrestling. Um, and the, the man that runs all this, the brains behind it is a gentleman named Tony Khan. He's the president of AEW. And, um, if I could just kind of boil it down for you. Uh, so Tony Khan, he's the son of a, a very, very wealthy man. Uh, he's now president and he likes to spend a lot of his time tweeting. When has that backfired? He is very vocal on Twitter and he, he, he tweets things that come across more like, I would say, Tumblr posts, maybe more than tweets, Facebook posts at the minimum, and uh, they're quite compelling. I know we know someone, Julie, right, that likes that word compelling. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if he knows what it means. But anyway, so we we got together. We said we got to do a segment on this, and we got together. We went on a a retreat. We spent five days brainstorming, no food, and uh, I think we came up with the perfect name for it, everybody. It's time for the Tony Awards. Okay, so we're going to go through here, and we, we each have a, a different tweet within the last week or so from Mr. Tony Khan. Uh, we're going to try to go through them, try to figure some of them out, and then we're going to decide which one wins the first uh, the Tony Award. I'll go first. So this is Tony Khan, and Tony Khan tweets, Anyone else watching the West Coast feed of AEW Rampage? I like to go back and watch again on TNT West, even when I'm on the East Coast. It reminds me of staying up late on Mondays in high school, watching the replay on TNT. And like back then, feels like getting away with something. So, wow. Hashtag nostalgia. Yeah. That dude sounds like a greaser in his high school days. Yikes. Watching a little late night wrestling? You're a bad, bad man. That you've already seen (laughs) three hours prior. (laughs) Hey, you know what I, what'd you do last night? Oh man, I hooked up with my girl. How about you? You know that wrestling show I watched? I fucking watched it again. (laughs) 
Everyone has a, t- a Twitter voice and a, and, a, and a real life voice. Julie, what's yours? I promise to work hard to make ROH Supercard a great PPV and a show to carry on the incredible 20-year legacy of Ring of Honor. I'll continue to make announcements on the card. I might even have a trick up my sleeve, in parentheses, which I won't announce, close parentheses, period. And then my follow-up would be, you just did. (laughs) (laughs) What? Hey, I'll give him credit. Tony Khan absolutely tweets from his heart and he tweets himself. Like, we know that we know it's Tony. He takes time to write back, but I might even have a trick up my sleeve, but I wouldn't announce it. So, like in high, so again, if we're gonna go back to high school, Tony, uh, excuse me, resource officer Bill, yeah, uh, what would happen to me if I had some weed in my bag? But I definitely don't. That's how that comes across to me. Tom, what do you got for us? All right, so this tweet reads: R two D two just fixed the hyperdrive that Admiral Piet's men sabotaged on Cloud City. Parentheses. <laughs> How did Admiral Piet escape the fate that met Captain Nita plus Admiral Ozel? Question mark. Parentheses out. And they're poking Luke's cyborg hand to make sure it works, which means that it's now time for AEW Rampage on TNT! Exclamation point. Julie, you're off the hook for the robotic spider. That was a long thought. That was... I'm uh, I'm tired. The syntax is just, it's like hurts my brain. Yeah, it's a little rough. Like, I can't believe I got okay. it out in one take. I looked at this in the rundown. I figured it, I, I do think I have it figured out. Because again, I used to have to run a monologue for two years when Donald Trump was tweeting. So I've got, I just can just go, oh, oh yes, I've pieced together the serial killer's ransom note. I, I evidently, obviously, clearly one of the Star Wars movies was on before Rampage. Empire. Right? It's always okay. Empire. Oh. Was on Was on before Rampage. So he, so Tony, is is basically oh wait I this is a this is actually kind of a burn props to Tony here because what Tony's saying is he's telling you what's happening in the Star Wars movie that's on right now before Rampage but the sub the the subtext is that he's not watching SmackDown it's the subtweet it's yeah, like LeBron that's James that's actually not bad. And but I just want to stop. Can you imagine Vince doing that with like a USA show like that? He, he's tweeting out like Modern Family or some shit like Mission Cam just got back, got back from the fair with Lily. They're baking cookies. They're chocolate chip. Ha ha ha. Time for a rock. I feel like Vince would watch a show called Suits, though. I think he'd enjoy that. He spends like $400,000 a year on custom clothing. I think he'd enjoy anything called suits. By the way, Paul Heyman, definitely dressing better. You don't see the mesh cap. You don't see the ponytail anymore. He's, he's no. the suits, and the suits he's wearing, I think, are appropriate. Well, Vince used to have a guy, and I think this, the name of the store was Gary's, and he used to have a guy that he would go to twice a year oh, to get well, you know all of his Tom. TV suits. This was your this is your expertise. You used to be yeah. in this business, so yeah, you knew. I, all I about used to be in in a in an expensive haberdashery, um, yeah. but yeah. So he would have one guy that he'd go to, and he would buy all his clothes for TV for like six months at a time. <laughs> Are you sure it was six months? Yeah, not long, not like he's, seven years. Legend has it he would go <laughs> twice a year, and he would just oh, he'd pick great. out the fabrics. He's a Mr. McMahon is an oddly shaped guy. He's muscular as hell, so they'd have to make mm-hmm. everything super custom. So he would he would have he'd pick out the fabrics and they would send him the suits and it would be like four or five hundred thousand dollars worth of clothing for half a year. That's awesome. It's kind of like how Jay Leno, you know what Jay Leno does? 
he uh jay said uh, he literally he would buy jeans once a year like like literally new year's day he'd buy like 80 pairs of jeans and then twice a year he'd buy like 120 denim shirts oh my god he strikes me as an old navy guy he told me that to my face backstage at a stand-up show once so he knows his brand go. he knows his brand i uh back to our thing and he has he has a win on Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, did you, uh, what are you supposed to do when you see all those jeans coming at you? Um, <laughs> I got denimed in the ring, brother. What do we have for uh, the Tony Awards? Oh, the last uh, one. I, I'm going with the last one, too. Yeah. Tom, since, you on board? Since you you were the... As long as I don't have to read it again, yes. <laughs> there we go. We have our done. winner. We're in agreement. R2-D2, Tony Khan tweet, winner of the first Tony Award. Beautiful. Congratulations. Beautiful. I mean, at least he knows which of the Star Wars movies is the best. It is Empire Strikes Back. Please see Billy Gunn to pick up your prize. <laughs> and also, let's plug AEW Dynamite. That's Wednesday nights at 8 on TBS. AEW Rampage, that's Friday at 10 on TNT, probably after a Star Wars movie. All right, real quick, we got uh, WrestleMania 38. It's coming up this weekend on Peacock. I've been told that some kids like to call it the cock. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> no, um, what I've been t- I'm a teacher and I hear these things. It's on Peacock. It's two nights. Don't forget that Hall of Fame uh, on Friday. You got WrestleMania night one on Saturday. WrestleMania night two on Sunday. Let's just go through it real quick. What do you think's gonna happen? We got Bianca versus Becky. Julie, what do you think? I'm excited. I, I'm. I'm. Well, that's a good take. Thank you. <laughs> I'm. I'm just excited. I think it's gonna be stupendous. I think it's gonna live up to its go. name. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Bianca. What's gonna happen? I want Bianca over. Does she lose the ponytail? No, never, never. That's a side bet. You know, that's a side bet. Absolutely, like, that's never. actually no. a bet. No, no, that's a bet. I'm telling you right now in Vegas. That's a that's where we are as a society. There's a bet. I'm guaranteeing you on if a wrestler's ponytail is going to get cut off, and a lot of people are in on it. A lot of betting apps out there. I, mean, I don't think she's going to. That'd be awful. No, yeah. I think it, I think it comes close, but there's going to be some kind of creative thing. You think Bianca goes over? You think Bianca becomes uh, the champion? I think so, yes. Tom, what do you think? I mean, I think it's two of the best performers in the company. I think they're both running red hot. I think that the build to this match has been really good. Uh, I'm looking forward to the potential of, uh, you know, with all this haircutting, we could definitely see Brutus the Barber Beefcake inducted into the Hall of Fame 2022 class. Let's do it. Ed Leslie needs his flowers, ladies and gentlemen. He's already been inducted. But Has you're he? right. He should go in there twice because he was also as a tag the team. Shears, the shears can go in with the mechanical spider <laughs> and all the things. Yes. All right. So, uh, I'm no, going to say mean, I, honestly, it's an awesome match, and the two of them are who goes are over. Super great. Who's your, what's your bet? What's your pick? I think uh, Bianca goes over. Hell I'm going to go the other way. I think uh, Bianca's victory is that uh, I think there's going to be. A, I'm going to I'm going to make this a thing. Hashtag tail bump. I think there's going to be a uh, a ponytail bump where it almost gets cut off. I think Bianca's going to heroically uh, wrestle it back, but then Becky's going to use that as a chance mm. to roll her up and get the win. Mm. I'm taking Becky Lynch. Good call. I can't go against. I'm sorry, I can't bet against Becky Lynch against anyone. Can't and her go. spectacular layers. Yep. Her stupendous okay, we got, layers. We got the Miz and uh, Logan Paul going against the Mysterios. Uh, let's forget who goes over here because I think the real thing is let's just focus on this. Do the Mysterios finally break up? Is this when Dominic turns on oh, Rey Mysterio? Oh, interesting. I would like to see that. I think it needs to happen eventually. I'd love to see that run. Yeah, yeah. they've been building it, and it's time. And I know I know Ray has kind of hinted at wanting to retire, 
So that what better time to start the feud than WrestleMania and maybe end it at the next WrestleMania? Um, but I, yeah, I I really like Dominic Mysterio. I wish he would stop cutting his own hair. But other than that, I really like them. And uh, by the way, was I the only person disappointed that Logan Paul lost the Mysterio match? The the mask. He kind of looked like um, he looked like Sami Zayn's old El Generico gimmick. I like that. <laughs> I wish he had wrestled with it. I mean, it, it, that match. It's 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 what they call Gaga. I, it's yeah. you know, it's match filler. It's celebrity. But hopefully, if they can advance the Mysterio's uh, storyline together, I think that that that's a win. Here's uh, what so, I'll yeah. say. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I feel like there's going to be. Some kind of split, but either way, I think we can all agree. Not the maddest uh, father's been and his son at a WWE pay-per-view this year. No. Um, hey, man, been there, Shane. <laughs> very similar though, father. Very though similar Ray could dad. fire Dominic. True. It's true. And but you brought him up. Let's go right to it, then. Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn. Tom. <laughs> oh, I mean... <laughs> it's we all we're all gonna have to go to the bathroom at some point i mean it's it, it well, i don't going to i don't like the build to this, this. It, it's just it's silly what i mean it's i i mean i know what it is it's a celebrity segment and that's no I, but it's I johnny knoxville this is not this is not a fa- this is a dude that's like all the stuff that everyone's trained to do knoxville's done it for real yeah that's true <laughs> all, I, all I know There's is that, been like, no, how I'm, are we going I'm to pretend to and I believe this guy's I, nuts? He's done it, yeah, like, for I've, fun. I'm 47, and I believe Johnny Knoxville is also 47, and I don't know how he can look 20 years older than me, but he, he oh, I do. Just to, <laughs> yeah, it's from those. Have you seen what he does? I mean, I don't gosh. know. I, I, just, I wish the build was better. I wish the build was funnier. Um, there, there was so much potential for this match to at least be entertaining leading up. And it's just kind of been there, uh, but it is what it is. It's a celebrity segment. That's fine. I love them both. I love Sam. I think Sammy's great. And you know, the take online, I agree with it. He's, he's Charlie from always sunny. That's who I got out of it. He's got the same, like everything about him. Julie, your thoughts on Knoxville. Yeah. It's going to be a segment on WrestleMania. Okay, I know. <laughs> as the king of non-answers, I know one want to hear one. Um, and I will move forward. Then uh, we have a uh, Ronda versus Charlotte. I'm looking. For, that's that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yep. I think I agree. they've, dude. Some of that backstage with the car. Gosh, that was great. Like that. This yeah. this thing's been interesting. Like I've. It's been really fun. But let's go right to it. Who goes over? What happens here? Hmm. I say Ronda I'm, I'll, over. I'll, I'll, that's what I yeah, want. I'll I want Ronda over. I'm gonna say Ronda over too. Because I think I want to see Charlotte after she loses. I want to see that character. Yeah, I think that's good. That's, I think that's like creating an even more demonic, evil Charlotte. I agree. I mean, I want Ronda to win, but because you guys have both shat turds in my punch bowl, I'll pick Charlotte just just for, you know, just for uh, just to be different. You don't have to be yeah, different. Yeah, I guess. You don't have to. But no, but I and I think that that could be interesting too. If Charlotte goes over, and Charlotte's oh. the unstoppable heel champion, and you have Ronda. You know, chasing. I think that that would be interesting. I guess but then who goes after who goes after Charlotte? Yeah. Well, you know some. So you know someone who might, right, Julie? You know who might show up? Maybe. Oh, Oscar. Randy Rhodes. Oh yeah, Randy Rhodes. Yeah. No, Oscar. Brandy, Brandy Rhodes is coming for, for Charlotte. Oscar's <laughs> leaking around. I mean, they keep talking about comebacks. I, don't I can't see a lot wait of for Oscar. About, I don't see a lot. I'm, that's the name people are missing. Um. So okay, then we have uh, Pat. Nobody's McAfee. ready for Oscar. No. Oh. Yes. We have Pat McAfee and wrestling in theory, Austin theory. That sure. was not on purpose. Wow, way Shit. to go, man! 
No, that was awful. I'm a writer. Writer all the time. No, my dad, my, my, my dadness just went up 50%. Um, but anyway, sorry, everybody. Um, but <laughs> I love we have, how that's what you apologize for. That was, that's no, the that apology was you give was, was when a awful. pun happens. An, an accidental pun is the worst. That's my <laughs> sneeze. You know, that's my thing. Damn There's it. dad jokes in stereo no, on this podcast. That's my thing. The way the way uh, the chairman feels about sneezes, I feel that way about puns, and I just did it myself. So now I'm cursing myself in the elevator. Um, the lowest form of comedy. It is puns. Um, I had some. Yeah. Anyway, but let's forget about the the real rumor at the beginning of all this was that Vince McMahon was going to wrestle Pat McAfee. So I'll just let's forget about win loss. Austin does Vince McMahon wrestle at WrestleMania? I think Vince McMahon wrestles Pat McAfee backstage off camera oh. that way when pat goes out he's roughed up and he's he's all ready to to, to wrestle uh austin theory I, I i don't i don't see him having physicality in the ring i think that'd be insane he can't you can't have a 76 year old chairman of the board taking a bump it just it can't you can't have it julie i would love to see him in the ring again i yes would or really, no. i would love it does it I mean, happen no i think the answer is no but can can i dream of course. I'd love to see Vince do anything except take a bump in the ring. Like that that Kevin Owens headbutt should be the end of the Vince McMahon saga in the ring. <laughs> I want to see Vince be able to be on camera alive uh, for the next few years. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't want to see him in the ring. And uh, I'm going to say it. Ha- I think I think it's going to happen. Really? I do. I don't have any. I Damn. avoid all that spoiler nonsense from anyone who would know. I How really... much? How much? How much you betting? How much? What's what are the odds here? Where are we? Let's let's put something I mean, on the line. I'm not putting anything on the line. Oh god damn it! You know why I'm not doing it because I work for Vince McMahon. I know <laughs> I have to bet on shit. I'm just saying that like because if I bet on it, then he's gonna then you know that's a sure way to lose. Yeah. He does have that Netflix documentary crew following him around. Uh, no, I'm just saying. I think I think that's gonna be your surprise match that everyone mm. keeps talking about, and I think it's I think it's gonna be a god damn it if he can't do it, I'm gonna do it myself. And I kind of think I know how they're going to how you might go about it from because he he being Vince would talk about it from time to time ever getting back in the ring. And um, so I think it happens and it better involve a bedpan. (laughs) Well, what does what does that do for Austin Theory, by the way? That's the thing is that he's really putting a lot of time and equity into Austin Theory. What would that do? What if Pat has a match that goes longer than it should with a with it with a full time wrestler and Vince just gets frustrated and says, fuck it. And he he takes Austin Theory out, says, God damn it, I'm going to do it. And he gets in the ring, you know, like so that way you don't kill Austin. It's just like Vince got mad at somebody and fucked him over. That happens. And then it's like Vince has to wrestle Pat and uh, low blow down goes Pat. One, two, three. One more win for the chairman. I mean, wouldn't everyone go nuts? Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that as long as he's not falling. Look, man, we've all seen Vince's workout videos. Those aren't from years ago. That's now. We all saw it two years ago when he took that uh, Gronkowski bump in his suit. Come on. It's Vince McMahon. That's that's my thing. Uh, and this isn't our rundown, but we got to talk. I forgot to even bring this up, but it's KO and Austin. Is it oh, a show? Right. Is it a match? Is it a brawl? What do we think? I think it's definitely a, I think it's definitely a, a show. I think that's what it is. Show. That's it. That's I what you're saying. I think that's what it is, yeah. Tom? As Raw went on last night, I'm thinking more and more it's going to be a match, mm. and it's going to lead to a program with him maybe having a year run. I mean, it's it, three people mentioned a match with Austin last night, so I, that's not by accident. There's no, th- there's a possibility of 
Brock blurting it out. Because again, who's going to tell him no? And he was kind of rambly, so maybe you can write that one off. There are two more. Uh, I don't know. I, I just have, have a feeling Austin's in great shape and that maybe, I mean, they've, they've been so good at kind of obfuscating what they're doing with him that maybe it's going to lead to a run. So that's, that's my guess. And, and probably my, what, what that's, that's like fantasy booking. Uh, I think I'm going to say one off match, final yeah. match in Texas. We all, we, man, everyone, anyone that's had that, like all those guys have had their, their careers cut short because of injury. Y'all want that one last. I think he gets his last match. He being, and, and Owens is a great guy to have it with. <laughs> Oh, I and thought you were saying real... this is Owens' last match. <laughs> no, I think I think Austin's. He, I think it's, it's going to turn into. A, but I think it turns into a match, and I think it's. Then it. You, all you got to do is go five minutes. Five minutes is a long wrestling match. I mean, really, when you break it down, all the stuff that someone like Steve Austin can do in that five minutes. Um, I think it's. I think Steve has a match, and uh, we get a tear in our eye. It's our. It's our. It's our. We get our last Stone Cold match. We've always wanted. By the way, big props to Kevin Owens for basically selling this feud by himself. He's done a great job the whole way. And he gives, and again, I love Kevin Owens because when I was a kid, I looked at the guys like The Undertaker. I looked at the guys like, uh, you know, Randy. I looked uh, at the guys like The Rock. I was like, that's who I want to be when I grow up. And now that I am grown up and I know who I am as a person, I'm like, no, I'm just going to be Kevin Owens. <laughs> like, that's like, I'm just a dude with a beard that uh, for some reason wears gym shorts to work like <laughs> i want one of those for the for the women you know the one who yeah, doesn't wear any good, makeup that's a good pitch right just like yeah, i want, a, I want our, a kevin owens woman? woman yeah right yeah because when is a, a female offshoot of a male character not worked <laughs> anyway watch wrestlemania it's going to be saturday and sunday over on peacock as i said the kids they like to call it the cock in fact one kid said he's gonna they're gonna rock the cock so we'll see uh wrestlemania on peacock Premium live event. Real quick, worst Cody pitch. Everybody. Is he coming back? What's what happens? Give me your worst idea. He doesn't come back. Well, yeah, that would be definitely <laughs> be the worst good. idea. How about he comes back, but then stops his intro music, just everything cuts to black, and all of a sudden brings out Ted DiBiase Jr. and their legacy again. A, a, a stable that no one cared about the first time and no one will care about this time. That's my pitch. Worst pitch. Let's see. Um, I say Cody comes back, Brandy comes back, and um, he pushes Brandy off the stage and then uh, elopes with the robotic spider. There you go. But does he push her off the platform, or on the, are they on top of the Tron, like when Draws pushed Hawk off? Uh, I think he does it in the parking lot like two in the afternoon before anyone <laughs> even gets there. I mean, it is WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. The most stupendous WrestleMania. Hey, Tom, anything you want to say before we go? Uh, I would like to say congratulations to The Undertaker, Mark Calloway, an amazing performer. Um, I'm in my 40s, and I started wrestling, uh, watching wrestling in the 80s during the Bruno San Martino era. And The Undertaker was the first guy that I saw because I loved wrestling and I loved the heels more than the baby faces, and The Undertaker was the first guy that showed up, and I was legitimately uh, frightened of. Uh, and I love horror movies. He was a horror movie character come to life, and only a performer as talented 
as The Undertaker could have made a gimmick like that and made it work for so long and made it work in different incarnations. He had different eras and different costuming and different characters, and he made it all work and an incredible body of work over the course of a lifetime. And a guy who now I'm loving listening to just as a person talking about things because he's got a a dry sense of humor and he's a great storyteller. So congratulations to Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, for going into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2022. And I'm so I'm so glad he's out there and talking, because uh, and also thank you to uh, Mr. Calloway for all the help uh, back in the late night days. Such a funny guy. I'm glad people get to see that. I got to say uh, congratulations and thank you to uh, Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H. My goodness, what a career. Um, and I say that... Uh, I'm a New Hampshire boy, and uh, so is Triple H. And, man, I got to tell you, growing up in the 90s, being starting high school in the 90s, late 90s, during the Attitude Era, and you got Triple H living, you know, 40 minutes away, half an hour away, whatever it was. I mean, that's there's nothing cooler than that. We'd see him around. Uh, he was nice to everybody. Um, and uh, he's the only person where I was, I was working at a show that was not a wrestling show and heard there was uh, someone there from New Hampshire, and I got a phone call. They said, Triple H would like to meet you. And it just made me feel important. And that's, from what I gather from everyone I've ever spoken to, that's how he makes you feel for a lot of people. I mean, I look, everyone's different to everybody. Um, maybe everyone has different experiences, and who knows? Gosh, I mean, we've all been through that. But in every exchange I've ever seen, uh, Triple H, just a great guy, <laughs> actually apologized about a bad match I paid money to see. And got me tickets to another pay-per-view like 15 years later to oh, make up awesome. for it. Yeah. Anyway, the congratulations, uh, Triple H, on just a, a wonderful career, on just being up for everything, on uh, throwing throwing Jimmy through a desk, doing the lip-syncing of The New Day. Um, oh, and that just was being, so good. Just being oh, a good Oh, my gosh. Doing Moana? Find that on sure YouTube. Every, you know, everything he did in NXT and just uh, making people, like I said, Everyone that I encountered at this stage in, in Triple H's career, it made us feel important, made us feel listened to, and just had a good time. So um, thank you for doing New Hampshire proud, and um, glad you're still in the business. Thank you. Uh, my congrats. Congrats to Questlove for winning the Oscar. Man, hey. much, much deserved. Much deserved. I agree. Uh, Summer so Soul cool. on Hulu. But again, good good lesson, man. Good thing to think. You never know what's going to happen in live entertainment. And uh, Questlove went up there and cut a hell of a promo. Right, right after Brilliant. a lot of... Uh, he needs to go into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Brilliant. Yeah, he Class should. Class of 2022. Uh, that's, it's, that's a good thing to watch for anyone in live entertainment of, wow, that was uh, an impressive follow. Uh, that's it. That's the first episode. If we never hear from you again, oh, that's too bad. But man, we hope you come back next week because we're going to recap what happened at WrestleMania, and that's more fun than trying to predict the future, right? So thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at TurnbucklesPod. We will keep you updated and share a bunch of really great stuff with you guys. It's going to be fun. Follow us there. We'll see you next Wednesday, Buckleheads. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.